Welcome to Married by Design. Do you live in fear and anxiety because of the challenges of 2020? Do you find your mind troubled by a feeling that things are out of control? That's what we're going to be looking at on this episode of Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Welcome back to Married by Design. We've been looking at the challenges that we've been facing in this year of 2020. We've entitled this series, Us Versus 2020, because we're looking at the ways that us, the husband and wife, can help each other to thrive during this challenging time in our lives. We looked at the idea of the power of us out of Ecclesiastes 4. We have an incredible opportunity as husbands and wives to build into each other and encourage each other. Are you taking advantage of the relationship that God has put you in? We then looked at the power of the mind and how important it is to decide what we set our minds on. Rather than focusing on the negative, disheartening Oreo cookies of the day, You need to pursue the biblical practice of meditation to feed your faith by intentionally focusing your thoughts on biblical truth. If you have begun to work on practicing that self-discipline in your mind, we can now begin to look at different issues in the Christian life and see how these fundamental concepts can help us weather the storms of life. This week and next week, we're going to look at the area of faith. Faith in a living and saving God is desperately needed in this world today, especially in 2020. A.W. Tozer wrote, Faith is all important in the life of the soul. The greatest need for man is to accept God's presence and trust Christ's work to redeem him from sin and death and to trust God in the midst of a falling world. Believing in and trusting God for the present and the future should be the foundation of the Christian experience. And faith is many things and exercised in many ways, but at its core, biblical faith is a carefree optimism and excitement about life because God is in the center of man's existence and is active in accomplishing his purposes. Faith is trusting in a person who is faithful and loving. Faith, it says in Hebrews, is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Assurance and conviction about what is hoped for and yet unseen. Faith is the opposite of seeing. It's a confidence and a rest in what God has done for us and what He will do in the future. That's what's needed in this year of 2020. Yes, the Christian is not the only one who lives by faith. Every person has a trust in something or someone. The question is, Is that someone or something worthy of trust and confidence? The atheist denies that God exists despite the clear evidence around us. In the end, as the atheist Richard Dawkins has stated, for the atheist, there is no hope because there is no purpose for life and nothing guiding anyone. Life is just a cruel hoax with no expectation of good or peace. The humanist believes that our trust should be in mankind to achieve all that we desire. Good luck with that, seeing the decline of our culture as we have taken on more of an atheistic and humanistic worldview. And apart from humanism, the vast majority of individuals have faith in other assorted gods. Gods, that is, with a little g, indicating all those things that people trust in and hope will give them security and purpose. These gods include self, 
other people, money, pleasure, fame, power, security, possessions, and acceptance. These things are not necessarily bad in themselves, but they become treacherous if we trust in them to provide us with what only the biblical God can provide. We live in a time where people put their faith in a number of things that, in the end, do not satisfy or help us weather the challenges of life. The reason that we have taken some time to broaden our view of faith is to guard ourselves against the danger of trusting in something other than the living God. There's always been a danger in every culture to trust in something other than the one who created and sustains us. If we do that, if we trust in something other than the Lord, we will end up filled with fear and with troubled minds and will not be able to live with carefree confidence despite the coronavirus and other issues that we face. We talked about the atheist and the humanist because I think sometimes even Christians can take on those beliefs that God is either not there or that we need to trust in ourselves. I'm not suggesting that the Christian doesn't believe that God exists, but in in practice, they trust in things other than the true God. That's going to have a significant effect on our faith and the way that we handle the challenges of this year. And the Bible tells us quite a bit about people who are trusting in anything besides the Lord. Throughout the Bible, we see those things that people trust in. They're called idols. And we see the warning against thinking we can find peace and rest in those things. In Jonah 2.8, Jonah realizes those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. Wow. In Psalm 16, David says, The sorrows of those who run after another god multiply. A lack of peace and sorrow is the result of not trusting in God's faithfulness and power. Now it's time for our 15-second shameless plug. With the challenges of this year, it has become apparent that poverty and death have increased around the world. We want to encourage you to respond to that need. Many around the world have lost their ability to meet the basic needs of food and shelter for their families, and many are suffering and dying, literally. We want to encourage you to check out organizations to get more information and see the opportunities for you to help those who are suffering extreme hardship because of the current crisis. We can suggest Compassion International and Samaritan's Purse as two trustworthy gospel organizations that are responding to those physical and spiritual needs. We encourage you to pray about supporting them financially to care for so many around the world that are suffering. Yeah, that's important during this time. And now back to the show. The question is, do you believe in the God of the Bible or are you clinging to worthless idols, as Jonah said? The gods of this age are not unlike the gods that were around the Israelites during their time in the land of Egypt. Whether today's God is man, money, or pleasure— They appeal to the heart just as the gods of Egypt did. The story is told in Exodus of the captivity and the despair that the Israelites faced after 400 years in a foreign land. Their faith was at a low point, and the Lord was about to infuse their faith with awesome and faith-building miracles that would demonstrate His power. The Lord also wanted to dismantle any consideration of believing in the gods of their time among the Egyptians. The dismantling and discrediting of other gods or idols is key to a true and vibrant faith even today. As one sees the hopelessness of trusting in the current gods of our land, he can then trust and hope in the one true God. 
The creating and rebuilding of faith in the Lord begins in Exodus 7. This is what we need today in our own hearts and lives. We need to create and rebuild our faith in the Lord so that we can face any issue, any challenge, any disappointment. That's what the Lord was doing for the Israelites back in Exodus. Moses and Aaron came before Pharaoh, and the king's heart was hardened against trusting in the Lord. The ten plagues in the following chapters were intended to fill the Israelites with faith and to instill in them a confidence that the Lord indeed can do miraculous things. Each plague reminded the Israelites that the Lord is in charge of all things and has all things in His hands. His ability and power are far beyond those of the magicians that attempted to replicate His miracles. That is significant as we view the world today. All that man can do in attempting to solve the problems of our falling society pale in comparison to the amazing work that God can do in the open heart. The miracles in those chapters, as well as so many other incredible things that God has done, should give us a boldness and a great faith in a great God. And the plagues were also a demonstration of the impotence of the Egyptian gods. Each plague displayed the Lord's mastery over a specific Egyptian god. The Lord wanted to demonstrate to the Israelites and all the people that those gods really had no power and should not be trusted. This is so key for the Christian in his faith today. There's such an emphasis today on man's ability to reason things out and get through this time. The Christian today can be very tempted to put his trust and his faith in his own efforts and focus on himself. Man today, just like the gods of Egypt, has no ability to actually achieve anything of biblical significance apart from the Lord. You can look in John 15 about that. The faith of the Christian is strengthened when he realizes that the gods of today are nothing compared to the Lord of Scripture. The more, this is key, the more that the Christian cultivates a big view of God, the more stable and strong will be his faith. The Lord then wanted to clearly galvanize in the minds of his followers that he was great. In Exodus 13, the Lord commanded them to follow the Feast of Unleavened Bread. He told them, You shall tell your son on that day, It is because of what the Lord did for me when I came out of Egypt. And it shall be to you a sign on your hand and as a memorial between your eyes that the law of the Lord may be in your mouth. For with a strong hand the Lord has brought you out of Egypt. That's Exodus 13, 8 and 9. This is but the first of many reminders of what they needed to fix their minds on and focus on as they faced the challenges ahead. In Exodus 14, God demonstrated another incredible miracle in the parting of the Red Sea. The conclusion that the Israelites reached upon seeing that miracle was profound. Israel saw the great power that the Lord used against the Egyptians, so the people feared the Lord, and they believed in the Lord and in his servant Moses. That's Exodus 14.31. And the reinforcing of the greatness of the Lord as a stimulus to faith is again seen in Exodus 15 in the Song of Moses. It's a great song. A song is words set to music, which makes it easy to repeat until it is imprinted on the mind. Ever had a song stuck in your mind that you repeat over and over? Doesn't that sound like meditation from last week's episode? This song is all about God's greatness and was intended to celebrate God's miracle 
and to build their faith by constantly reminding them of his incredible work. As they pondered those works in song, they were encouraged to live a life of expectation in anticipation of his work that they were going to see in the future. This concept of faith is essential in 2020. We need to have our minds constantly filled with the greatness of God to expand our expectations. We tend to focus on the externals and what is happening around us, the struggles, the frustrations, the despair, the dead ends. When we do, we can begin to doubt and allow discouragement and fear to seep in. We may recall past struggles and failures and assume that they will be repeated. We may look to the future with a warped, unbelieving view based on what we see or have seen, and that will lead us to fear. The Christian needs to read God's Word constantly and be infused in his thinking with the biblical stories and have that big view of God. He also needs to look at past experiences and times where he has seen God do amazing things in his own life. In the next episode, we're going to look in Joshua 1. I would encourage you to read Joshua 1 now and see how Joshua was called to face the trials and challenges with faith, boldness, and confidence. His faith was based on his understanding of who God was and that the Lord was to be trusted. Now for the challenge, your homework. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to take some time with your spouse and begin to think about the greatness of God. Look at passages and stories in the Old and New Testament that demonstrate that God is an awesome God, and also recall together how you have personally experienced God's goodness and faithfulness. Your faith will be built up when you have a greater and bigger picture of how incredible He is and how He is in control of everything. You'll remember how He is able to take the most helpless situation, such as the Israelites trapped at the Red Sea, and turn it into a deliverance. And if you're looking for something to discuss with your spouse in the evenings, this is a great way to repeatedly fill your mind with the greatness of God. And then practice meditation by beginning to focus your mind during the day on that greatness. We will look at the second half of this idea of building faith to combat fear next week. But it's important for you to start with this homework. Once we galvanize in our minds this great God who is in control of 2020, we can look at the challenges that we face through the lens of faith. Well, let me pray. Father, I pray that you would give us a bigger and greater understanding of who you are, Father. I pray that you would imprint that in our minds and our hearts and that we would begin through that to live a life of expectation, of trust, and rest because we know how great you are. And we just thank you that you will do that work this week in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for being with us. We want to encourage you to apply the things that we've talked about from God's Word. We also want to encourage you to let others know about this podcast. Janet and I are doing this and taking the time because we want to encourage couples to really enjoy all that God has for them from His Word. So we would ask you to take a moment to share this link on your Facebook page or text it to somebody. We would also ask you, if you're able to, to rate the podcast and even write a review because this helps us to have more visibility. Well, that's it for now. We look forward to our next episode of Married by Design.